Sometimes we deliberately step into those traps. I was born in mine. I don't mind it anymore. Oh, but you should. You should mind it. Oh, I do. But I say I don't. Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Hey, yo, happy Thursday morning. It's the Tropical MBA podcast. Good day, boss man. Good day. This is the podcast where we believe building a profitable business is the best way to create more personal freedom for you and your family. Let's do this thing. Today's podcast topic is called shower thoughts. These are thoughts, ruminations that me and you have been jotting down, discussing before and after these podcast recordings. We may have had them in the shower, but often some of mine I've had while speaking with the guests on this show, things that I'm thinking, this is a theme that I'm seeing or something I just want to get off my chest. And for you, I think you've genuinely just sat in the shower until your fingers pruned up. and Yeah, I write in the steam. <laughs> I write in the steam. And then I take a picture and then I pay my assistant to transcribe that. Wow, yeah. that's it. <laughs> we want to hear your shower thoughts. Check it out. This episode will be posted at tropicalmba.com slash shower thoughts. Let us know what you think. What do you say we fire up that rainwater shower and get started? Oh, yeah. All right, boss man, here's my first shower thought. Numero uno. My Spanish is coming along quite nicely. I don't know if you noticed that. That's impressive. The path to achieving big life goals is messy and difficult to imagine. Now, this isn't like a really clever thought, but one of the things that I've realized, like looking around the internet nowadays, you know, everybody's an expert. Everybody has a story to tell that's sort of like after the fact and they go back and, and, and we do this as well. So it's everybody. This is a common way to, to speak about success. And you think about things like, oh, I want to go a seven or eight figure business, or I want to go on a sabbatical. I want to travel the world. I want to just be location independent. I don't want to be tied to one location as I earn a living. These are all really difficult things to do, some of them more so than others. But often on the internet, it's, people will say, this is your first step, and then you do your second step, and then you move on to your, your third step. Which is profit. Yeah. Start a business, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. And one of the things that I realized because so much of the action is in all the actions in the question marks. Yeah. You know, it, often those like seven step lists, they sort of like lead you into the question marks unwillingly. Because if, if they just said it's question marks, you'd never go. You never start the business. But like if you see all the steps, you're like, you know what? I love steps. I can see myself doing those steps. I'm, oh, God, question marks. Oh, God, there's question marks everywhere. <laughs> but when I talk to so many of the people that are successful, I, I recall thinking this particular shower thought when I was speaking with Noah Kagan and hearing about the success that he's created and just like how nobody would have predicted what he did, not the least of which himself. And when I think about us and like the side hustles that we had and the U-turns that we made, you know, after we got started, there was still many years where we were like, uh, man, is this ever, ever going to happen for us? You know, 
are we going to come out alive? Is this, I guess the shower thought is if you've got these big goals, you don't need to know the progression necessarily. And if you do know the progression, maybe your goals are a little bit too close. I mean, that's kind of the value of goals is that it, it pushes you through that question mark territory. Most of the things that I have in my mind, Dan, I'll accomplish. Most of the goals in my mind, I think most people's minds are very achievable. Now, the timeline might be a little bit obscured. How you're going to get there might be a little bit obscured. But I think eventually, you know, my vision isn't so grand that it can't be achieved. If it's certain how it's going to happen, it's not even a challenge. It's not even a goal. It's just something to do. Exactly. (laughs) And what I'm saying is that these people that come on these podcasts and then they tell the story of how it happened and they share with you how you can do it. And they say, then you do this marketing thing and then you get your next customer and then you do this. That's not how it actually happens. What happens is that you get started And then you shit yourself, okay? You can bleep me out. Then you shit yourself for the course of multiple years on end because you're challenging yourself to do things that you don't know how to do. You don't know how those principles apply in your specific situation because you're in front of a real challenge. And you're faced with difficult decisions at every path. And I think that's one of the things that differentiates the entrepreneur's life from the person that's going to school. So Dan, the other day I was sitting next to this young woman. We were at a coffee shop. And she was like taking copious notes. By the way, I'm always impressed. Women take way better notes than guys do. (laughs) I beg to differ. My notes are fantastic. Okay. So anyways, this young woman is taking notes and it's clear that she's in college. I see some 101 and some 201s at the top of the headings. Uh And she's doing a really great job. And it looks professional and it looks like a roadmap for success in college. That's very different than the roadmap for success in the entrepreneur's life or in somebody that's trying to achieve these big goals. I have never seen a playbook for how to become an entrepreneur. I have never seen a playbook for how to create a successful business like Noah has created. Because during the process, all you're doing, you're taking some notes, but you're making hard decisions at each crossroad. And a lot of times you're not prepared to make those decisions. A lot of times you're making those decisions on incomplete information. Once you get in the game, all bets are off. And you can really screw it up. Well, you could ask yourself if you like the game. Because... You're not going to have the instant confirmation. You're not going to have the constant, oh, great, you're in 201 now. You know, it's not always going to be like that. Sometimes you have to persist. You have to persist until you get a breakthrough. And I think, look, a lot of us can turn around and say, the reason we have these goals is because we've exhausted the other types. It's a question of, is your backup against the wall? Is it worth it to exist this way, to build something that's your own, that's uncertain, and Is it worth it to blaze your own path? That's the idea. And I think that's the question you got to ask. Do you like that game? Because the game is about question marks. Circling back to this woman taking notes at the coffee shop, everybody knows what that leads to. And I think that that's a great place for a lot of people. What the listeners of this show are trying to achieve, though, isn't going to be in that book. This week's podcast is sponsored by ConvertKit. And not only are they supporting the show, but they're offering every listener out there, and that's you, free access to their software for 30 days. So you can try out ConvertKit completely risk-free. To take advantage of that, just head over to convertkit.com slash TMBA. Now, ConvertKit is sophisticated marketing software for your most important asset in your business, your mailing list. Now, many of us have thought in the past about using sophisticated email marketing and automation tools, but the problem is they're expensive, they're time-consuming, and they're difficult to learn. You practically need a full-time person or a consultant to run them. 
What sets ConvertKit apart is their new visual automation builder, making their tool super easy to use and quick to set up. And we're talking like setting up a campaign in three minutes. ConvertKit is tailor-made for professional bloggers and content producers who don't have the time to manage their marketing sequences full-time. You can test your campaigns in a fraction of the time it would take you with competing software. Sign up for ConvertKit today for free, and you'll be sending targeted content to your customers and prospects when they're ready to act, so you can stay focused on what matters most, growing your business. Take advantage of this offer. Risk-free thank you, ConvertKit. It's ConvertKit.com slash TMBA to get that risk-free offer. Again, that's ConvertKit.com slash TMBA. Next shower thought. I think it belongs to you. You know, Dan, these shower thoughts, they can come in the shower, but a lot of times it just comes from living outside and being in the world and observing what everybody is up to. And one of the things that I continue to see people being up to is getting up to their ears and eyes in debt. Oh, boy. Especially being in America. And my shower thought for this week is debt is the number one reason you're not achieving your goals and your dreams. 100%. It is the thing that is holding you back from everything you want. If you're in debt, it is the first thing that you have to tackle. And I feel a little bit like Dave Ramsey here. Financial guru. But I think that's okay because Dave Ramsey has helped a lot of people crawl out of debt. And the reasons in which you want to crawl out of debt are so you can have freedom and you can start to make decisions about the way that your life is going and the things that you want to achieve. And I personally believe you cannot be in control of your dreams and your freedom if you do not tackle your debt first. 100%. And here's the good news. The very first step to being an entrepreneur is treating your personal finances like a balance sheet. The moment you do that, you're living an entrepreneurial life. Not the least of which because it's completely against the grain of what our sort of consumer machine wants. You know, upgrade your mattress. It's amazing to me, by the way, what people think they deserve. I would never sleep on a secondhand mattress. I would never drive a used car. I would never rent an apartment instead of having a a giant backyard or whatever. And look, okay, if you're willing then to literally mortgage your future in order to have those very limited consumer goods or things made available to you, if you don't want to be resourceful in order to get those things, then you're going to have to pay for it for quite literally years on end. So when I was employed, there was this kind of little guy in my mind that basically said to me, well, you're going to be doing this for the next who knows how long anyway. 30 years, may as well get the car. May as well. And that's the message. You can imagine like the devil on one shoulder, but the devil is actually dressed up with like a accountant looking glasses and a pen protector and is saying like, look, you know, you've committed to this, buddy. Your car is a little rickety. And frankly, people are laughing at you. And your home, it could use some improvements. Why not do some upgrades? Because you know what? You're going to be doing this anyway. And when you say you're going to be doing this, meaning you're going to have this salary, you're going to have this paycheck, you're going to have this career. So why not buckle up? You're guaranteed $85,000 a year for the next 10 years. And by the way, you're not really guaranteed, but it feels like you're guaranteed the $85,000. It feels like it's like a monolith, like it's not going anywhere. So why not get the car payment? Why not get the house payment? Why not get all this stuff? Why not? And the reason why not is because sometimes people change their minds about things that they want. And a lot of listeners of this show 
have changed their minds and they've decided, hey, you know what? That life isn't for me. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do something different. I want to have some personal freedom. But you can't because now you're saddled with all this debt and you got to figure out a way to pay it off first. And by the way, that is the first step because the moment that the devil on your shoulders worldview starts to crumble and you start saying to yourself, well, is it more important to me to have a really a nicer car that people don't laugh at or to be able to spend six months in like a nice climate during the winter, like one of the next five winters? Just something so simple like that. What's more of a luxury to you? An extra two cylinders and a leather interior or a winter spent in Thailand? Uh, I'm taking both, but you know, I'm a car guy, man. You can't give me those kinds of questions. I just want to wrap up this point though. So I think debt is the first thing that you need to tackle. The second thing is savings, because as soon as you have savings, that's really when you start to get a little bit of your freedom. And then after savings comes assets. So debt-free, have some savings, and then create some assets. Because the beautiful part about assets, and this is way different from a job, is you don't have to show up every day and your assets grow if you have the right kinds of assets. And that is where you really start to see freedom kick in. And so I think it can feel like a long road, Dan. I think, you know, I'm sitting here and I've got a bunch of debt around me. Yes, you're at the bottom of the mountain. You got to climb up. But at the top, if you can create some assets, you can, my friend, create a life where you do not have to work as much as you did before and you can have just as much money. And the best part is you can work as much as you want on the things that you want. Exactly. Shower thought number Three, the best kind of mentor is someone who encourages a young person to try out being an adult without trying to control them. It's kind of a long, inelegant shower thought. <laughs> this sounds like daddy issues or something. What's going on here? Explain this to me. One of the things I noticed amongst successful entrepreneurs is that one of the things they want to do most is to mentor others. They want to help young people. And one of the first impulses of mentors, I think, is to start advising the crap out of people. Here's what I would do in your sh- if I was you, you should do this, this and that and the other thing. We've talked about our mentors a lot, Dan, and both I think you and I ran away from those people from a very young age for whatever reason. I don't know I don't know how we knew to run away from these people. Here's the thing. If you are Tom Brady and you want to mentor somebody about how to throw a football, then by God, advice the crap out of those people because you know how to throw a football. Okay. Adults, they tend to get themselves in a situation where young people, I don't know, because they're credulous, they're there, they're willing to listen or whatever. Older people feel like pressure. I gotta, I gotta give this person advice, you know, because I want to be a mentor, I want to help them out. And so you show up to football practice and you, you don't know how to throw a football and you try to teach them anyway. Let me mention something about a mentorship that I received from my uncle, which I thought was very important. Like, Having role models that aren't your parents, by the way, as a kid can make a huge difference because, you know, your parents are your parents and your teachers and all these people, they're all trying to control you. They're all trying to advise you up. And so I think what the listeners of this show, I just want to encourage them to let you know how much of an impact you can have on a young person's life. If you just give them space and treat them like an adult. One of the cool things my uncle did with me is we used to do projects together. You know, we would do handyman type stuff. We would fix the house, all day sorts of projects. And I remember just being treated like an adult. And my first reaction as a young person was to start to act more like one. It was this sense of responsibility and pressure. It's like, oh, well, he's not trying to control me. He's not trying to tell me what to do. 
So I better freaking work my ass off or I better show up and live up to that standard. And for some reason, I don't feel like a lot of kids get that opportunity in today's society because there is such high expectations and there is such a method about what the next thing they need to be doing is and how they need to be doing it. And I just wanted to give a shout out. And I know people that listen to this show, they want to mentor young people. And I just want to encourage people like you can have such a big impact on a young person's life. If you give them a chance to work in your business, invite them around during the summer when school's off and treat them like an adult, hold their work to a high standard and don't talk down to them. A small amount of time, 20, 30 years later, I still remember that stuff and I still want to live up to that standard. Yeah, we both had and continue to have mentors in our lives, I think, that were important that were not our parents. And I had a very similar experience, Dan, of just being treated like an adult and also acting like an adult. One of the things that I try and save myself from these days when I'm talking with younger people is exactly what you mentioned, which is trying to be an end-all, know-all guru adult. So I I have to stop myself. It's like (laughs) An expert adult. I don't know everything about everything. Here's the things that I know. You might want to ask somebody else about this thing. I find myself like, oh, yeah, I could definitely give advice about hunting. I've been hunting three times. This kid's been hunting zero times. Like, no, that's not my area of expertise. Like, <laughs> what I know is this. And, you know, I think young people really respect that too. When you say, you know what? I'm an adult. I don't know. Because what happens as a young person, as we all know, when you grow up, you see adults and you realize they don't know anything. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> and all that advice, you think, oh, that old man really didn't know what he's talking about, did he? Let's talk about our number four shower thought. Something I'm trying to do in my life lately, Dan, I think we've talked about this before and it's something that you're also doing. Less screen time on things that don't matter. Low information diet, meaning I'm not going to the New York Times as much as I used to. I'm trying to stay away from Reddit. These things don't matter. And I think it's very, very important, especially if you're trying to build something interesting like a business, that you stay away from this kind of information. The kind of information that you can do nothing with, that doesn't impact your life on a daily basis, that is merely talking points for dinner parties and for making other people upset when you express your religious or political views. So I try and stay away from it as much as I possibly can. I guess the media used to own the conversation, you know? And they're losing it a little bit. And so the tone has changed. But the bottom line is, if you don't read the news, if you don't get into the gossip chains, there's nothing bad that's going to happen to you. And the other thing I think in terms of low information diet is people consuming what they think they ought to consume, you know, because someone says that that's the thing you need to read or that's the thing you need to care about. You need to read, you know, some fancy magazine because then you'll be informed about the world. And my sense is just, you got to go with what gives you energy, what inspires you. For me, it's, this is getting easier as I get older, because I just don't care about, I can see the BS coming a mile away. And I don't want to be a part of that conversation. Like I want to listen to good stories from people doing interesting things. And that's it. I don't want to hear a bunch of journalists trying to further their careers by talking about nonsense louder than the next nonsense peddler. I think it's not just the New York Times, Dan. I think it's not just this pop culture stuff. I think this also applies to business. And you can put this podcast into that category too. Sometimes like it makes sense to like turn it off or not listen to it and focus on your business, man. I, I used to read so much about even business, online business. Like these are the things that you should be doing. And once you read enough of it, you realize that half of it's horseshit and the rest of it isn't actionable. Like there's very few things that I've read 
online, in, even in books that have actually helped me with my business. Most of the time, it's just, I just want to be around this information more. And so therefore, I'm going to consume it. It's not actually helpful in a lot of different ways. I think the idea of holding that actionable standard to content is also problematic. In what way for you? Consuming content is a passive thing. Sometimes you do it just to be inspired or just to be entertained. The downside of listening to a lot of the things that are sort of dominating the cultural conversation is that there's like negative downsides to it. But, you know, one of the things I like to do, like I was just listening to Chris Reynolds' business podcast today, and there was nothing actionable that I went into it for or expected. In fact, something came out of it that made me think of something that I, I could not have predicted, and it inspired me. I think it's about getting yourself around like positive media sources that give you energy, that open your mind up to some things. And for me, there's so much upside in story, in documentary, and in information, and in music, and in, in content in general. I don't want to like hold it to such a high standard, like I'm only going to read things that are going to immediately impact my business. I think that's a little bit small-minded in the sense that to think that you can predict what's going to happen, it's like our very first point. It's a sort of a loops back, which is maybe then your expectations are a bit low. Like if you can predict how things are going to affect you, then maybe you should open your mind just a little bit more. Yeah, I think your point is well taken about the serendipity of listening to a podcast and then sparking an idea. I mean, that's essential for the creative process. That, that's not really what I'm suggesting. I think what I'm suggesting, there's two different things. One is consuming information that you can do nothing with, which is most of the New York Times for me these days. The other thing is just trying to consume a little bit less information on the business side of things. So I think that there's so much information getting pumped out these days. You can spend your whole entire day consuming information about how to run and start a business and the things that you should be doing that aren't actually helpful to the situation that you're in. So I think a much more useful way to spend my time, for example, for me, is interacting with other people that own businesses. 100%. Talking with them about the problems that they're facing. And so... I just think for me, Dan, there has come a time where my devices have owned me, <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of that so much anymore. All right. I don't want to be a part of it neither. So let's end this podcast. Thank you for joining us. We want to hear your shower thoughts. This one will be posted at tropicalmba.com slash shower thoughts. I got pruny fingers. I got to get out of here. <laughs> See you next Thursday morning. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.